Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minisode 12 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. As ever, I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And my name is Andy Stewart and I'm an occasional maker of disgusting things. Nice. Yeah, how how's, how's it going, man? You alright? I'm okay, thanks Mitch. Yourself? Not bad, not bad. Full disclosure, it is my turn to be the hungover one this week. Cool, not looking it. Not looking too bad. Okay, like getting away with it, you think? Yeah, getting away with it, certainly. That's cool, that's good. Certainly. Bar the cloud of uh, highly flammable vapour. <laughs> <laughs> Is surrounding you. Yeah, fair one. Uh, no, um, I was playing a gig in Glasgow last night ah, with my of bandmates. Course. Yes, you were. Uh, yep, a gig that unfortunately, I, and again, apologies that I didn't attend. That's I'm all right. Skint. That's okay. Uh, I know that makes me a bastard of a pal. No, no, uh, that's apologies. Okay. No, there, there's loads of, like of the various reasons that the various things that make you a bastard of a pal. This isn't one of them. <laughs> Right, okay. uh, no, it went fine. It was good, uh, but it just ended up being uh, just ended up being a kind of a heavier night than expected. Of course, but yeah, holding it together, I think, just yeah. about there, just yeah. about there. Uh, so, you watching anything this week? Uh, yeah, I've uh, kind of been watching a few things. Just uh, to go back to last week's Minnesota, uh, mm-hmm. the reason I didn't want to go too f- too much into what I was watching is that I'd kind of gone down a black exploitation hole round about the time I had revisited Blackula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was deep into kind of um, Friday Foster, Cleopatra Jones. Uh, Foxy Brown type territory stuff like Ganja and Hess okay. uh, so these are all kind of things that I've gorged myself on in the past kind of week I suppose nice but I've kind of emerged from that hole now Okay. and uh, I checked out Elaine Catet and Bruno Forzani's Let the Copsies Tan Ooh. which has just dropped pretty unceremoniously onto Amazon Prime yeah I kind of I had it in my head that that would have a festival lifespan this summer yeah, I expected to. I mean, I know it played some festivals and it, it did some bits and bobs, but I expected, certainly based on the form of a mare and the strange colour of her body's tears, I expected it to have a more prolonged festival shelf life than that. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. No, I'm kind of surprised by that, but like, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But like, so how does it compare both quality-wise and tonally to the other stuff? Um, it's, it's a much brighter affair. It's kind of set in a Mediterranean ruined town. Um, with these criminals after, in the aftermath of a gold heist. They go there to kind of hide out and kind of hole up for a bit, and their stay there is interrupted by people who make it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> right. Totally similar, in so much as you know what to expect if you've seen either of the two previous films or Always for Orgasm from uh, ABC's A Death. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect, and there is a lot of that. There's some really vivid imagery and some really bizarre imagery. But yeah, it's on the whole, it's a farm warmer sweatier affair okay. um, but I really enjoyed it uh, I think they're, I think they're, they're two of the most interesting visual filmmakers out there okay I mean I, I've been like I said I've been wanting to see this for a while I'm yeah. not saying it's been on my to view list for ages because mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed I'd have to wait longer to see it yeah but um, no I'll definitely I'll definitely make time for that I have a couple of things okay and I just remembered one right now actually which was last week I caught The Secret of Marabone oh yeah uh, which I think is still in cinemas, and contrary to some of the reviews on the go, including <laughs> one absolutely merciless one from the Guardian, <laughs> um, oh dear. I actually like this quite a bit. 
Okay. I think that it's getting... Uh, Going against the grain, as usual, Mitch. I like it. Yeah, in defence of The Secret of Marabone, if you like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it, actually. Um, there's a, some... There's a logic flaw in the ending. Okay. And I think it's quite an egregious one. And right. I think that if that wasn't there and the story kind of fixed itself around that, I would say that you have a great film in your hands. Right, okay. But basically, the ending is one of those ones where you come out of it and you're kind of, in the moment, kind of like, in a reactionary kind of way, you're entertained. And the more you think about it, you think that there's something about it that doesn't quite hold up. And then it becomes quite clear, I'm, I'm guessing, in quite a large way. Well, yeah, I kind of pull it. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's one of those things, once you pull that thread... Um, it kind of unravels a little bit. But I think that, like I say, it's getting an, an extremely hard time, I think, because there's a lot <laughs> of really good stuff in there, including another really good performance from Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, who plays a kind of secondary character in it, who I thought was great in Split, even though I'm kind of a little bit cold on that film. Okay. And really good in The Witch as well. Mm -hmm. So she's carrying on down the same route, and yeah, she's great. Speaking um, of Split, oh, yeah. um, coming out of uh, San Diego Comic-Con was yeah. the, the first trailer for Glass. Mm -hmm. um, did yes. you check that out? I have not. No, have you? Yeah, yeah. It looks looks pretty good, actually. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. We'll need to get yeah. Graham Skyper back on. Yeah, <laughs> Graham Skyper. Get him back on. Yeah, um, Skipper on Samalan. Yep. And quickly, while I'm on the subject of trailers, mm -hmm. um, I know I got a bit of vocal on our Twitter yesterday uh, when the trailer for Godzilla King of the Monsters dropped. Yeah. Also at Comic-Con. Directed by Michael Doherty, who did uh, Trick or Treat. And Krampus. And Krampus, yeah. I yeah, didn't moving know up it was in the world. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. That's really cool. I really like that. I, re I really like his other films. Um, what I was not so struck on was the Godzilla movie that was out a few years ago. The oh, Brian really? Cranston was below. Yeah, oh, right. Gareth Edwards one. Yeah, right, okay. did not care for it particularly. So, um... I have to say I'm extremely biased towards um, Godzilla. I love the Godzilla films. I've got a gigantic Godzilla tattoo on my back. Okay. Um, <laughs> pretty much my whole back. So, yeah, I've got a lot of love for Godzilla, so mm. I'm immediately biased. I felt there could have been more big mad monster smashy in it and, and less of uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson looking moody. I would agree, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, on the whole, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I know what you're saying about being biased. I would say that, like, free of that bias, I think that the trailer for Godzilla King of the, Mo King of the Monsters is really cool. Yeah, and it's bringing together everything that fans of these films want. You've got Godzilla there. Mm -hmm. You've got Rodan and Mothra and King Ghidorah. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty, yeah, I can't it's, wait. It's, like, um, it's a very classy trailer. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. May can't come quick enough. Yeah, I was going to say it's May next year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Before we move on to the other the other elements, the various things that we now have in the minisodes, I want to turn my attentions back to the Shockwaves 100. Mitch, watch us the Shockwaves 100. I promise I'll have music. But if not for next week, then the week after. And I couldn't I couldn't remember the exact same theme I did last week, so that was just me. It was a pretty good piece of improv. It was strong. So what have you done? How many have you done? Just the one. Ah, right. Okay. I know. We're good. This is gonna three percent. This is gonna take a while. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so the next one, like I say, we're just. Uh, if you missed last week, basically, um, the podcast Shockwaves have done a list, a definitive one hundred list of the hundred films that they all agree are great. Yeah. Uh, me having made the concession that I have not seen enough films, have started watching them all. Um, so the first two, as we spoke about last week, twenty eight days later, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So back to nineteen forty eight. This morning, yes. I caught up with this yeah. one. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah, Luke Costello, Bud Abbott, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi, yeah, yeah. And they've got, you've got Lon Chaney in there as well. Yeah, and uh, also um, an, an uncredited Vincent Price. Yep, and uh, not Karloff. 
Nope. Um, not Karloff in the Frankenstein costume. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I didn't really know how to take this to be honest um <laughs> and i would say that it's one of those things where i am acutely you know that thing where you're kind of very aware that you're watching a good film but it's not necessarily for you yeah i've, I've encountered that many many yeah. many times i had that a bit with this abbott and because i'm gonna surprise you here it's something i'm actually quite ignorant about the the films of abbott and costello yes right. and like as a, like that general style kind of thing is something that's like still relatively alien to me okay that kind of humour is kind of something I'm a little bit cold on. Right. And I think Go that ahead. obviously, so I knew within 10 or 15 minutes that this wasn't going to be a transformative cinema experience for me. But like, but at the same time, like, um, like I had an okay time with it. Okay. I, I was interested enough to want to see a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see if the style of it and the style of those things kind of beds in a little more with me. But um, yeah, so just the one this week and it was that one. And yeah, I thought it was okay. But I would say that it was one of those things where I know that it's probably objectively good but i wasn't too hot on it right okay and uh just when you said three percent there it reminded me just before we move on that i finally got to the end of season two of three percent oh yeah Netflix. yeah this has been ongoing now for many many weeks and many many episodes yeah i'm not a good your, binger. Your, advent, your adventures through this uh series as well yeah. yeah i'm not a good binger of um of shows in general um, but I did get around to watching the last two episodes of uh, season two of Three Percent. I'm not going to say too much about it if you haven't seen it. It's just it's available. Mm-hmm. It's available on Netflix, and you, everyone should watch it. I don't understand why more people aren't talking about it because. Well, I'll, I'll get to it once I finish all the other things I'm working on. Well, exactly. I think there's, there's an element of that as well, yeah. isn't there? But um, basically, season two it stepped up in scale quite dramatically, and uh, I would say episode five of this series is one of the best pieces of TV I've seen in ages, including right. like the kind of plot twist you'd associate with something like game of thrones right okay like where they like in one move the entire gravity of the thing turns it has the feel of a season finale and it finishes and you're like fuck there's five more episodes of this you can like <laughs> rip straight in and see what happens it's genuinely it's really really good tv i think like i can't recommend it enough three percent is spot on well there we go this is an ongoing recommendation yeah um, i'm gonna well, stop now but well, like well, but while we're on the subject of streaming on netflix and binging uh, i binged a documentary series dark tourist okay um, which is a journalist from New Zealand, David Farrier, he did the documentary Tickled. Oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. About the competitive endurance tickling that the guys on the dollop had dealt with. Like They kind of brought it to a lot of people's attention when they, they did the episode of the dollop about it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he now kind of travels the world going to all these places where nuclear bombs went off uh-huh. and all these really super dark places that people visit. He's, he's kind of the New Zealand version of Louis Theroux, but he's okay. really good in a very similar way. There's only like eight episodes, but they fly by. Um, they're really, really good. Yeah. Okay. So dark tourists worth a look if you if you fancy checking out something that's a little bit different, I guess, to your kind of standard travel show. Sounds promising. Yeah. It's yeah. Very no, good. Sounds good. Um, moving on then, I guess, to the uh, feedback. Dun, 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 dun. What have they been saying? <laughs> <laughs> feedback this week. Yeah, we have some things. I first off, um, we've got one from Facebook. Uh, Kevin Matthews getting in touch. Ref uh, Blackula, uh, just taking a minute to say that he um, he's got the set, but he hasn't seen Scream Blackula Scream yet. Right. Uh, which I think you would probably encourage him to do. So. I would encourage. It. I, I'm surprised you didn't just go straight from Blackula into Scream Blackula Scream. To be honest, it's it baffles me. But on the <laughs> set, you don't even need to change disc. Really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Designed for the binger. Yeah. Uh, Kevin also like uh, rightfully highlights the fact that uh, William Marshall is genuinely great. He is. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, right. He's amazing in both of them. Uh, so I would absolutely urge you to now go back 
and we watched Scream Blackula Scream. No, I do need to make the time for that as well, in fairness. Also, uh, by the way, just on that, um, oh. while we're on, the kind of still talking about Blackula, after Chris Alexander been on last week, and he'd mentioned he'd reached out to William Crane, the director of Blackula. Yes. I noticed that William Crane had shared our podcast. Yeah, that was so was, cool. Which was pretty cool. So I'm guessing he uh, had read and replied to Chris's email. Uh, yeah, must have done. Cool. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll see something in one of Chris's outlets at some point. With Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So, and uh, just on that note, just a big thanks to Chris for taking the time last week as well. Yeah, really definitely. enjoyed that chat. We okay. So uh, my first piece of inf- uh, of information. Um, information. Okay. It's uh, it's coming from on from Twitter from Hanny underscore Ray. Oh yeah. Said I just had a situation at work where there are two Hannas and our teammate kept getting our emails confused. I told him he should be a Hannah too. Like the Mitch situation of episode six of Strong Violent PC. Quite like that callback. It's a strong yeah, yeah, callback. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, obviously going back to when Mitch Wilson was on, and uh, rather than try to battle our way through it, we all just adopted yeah, we the just, name of Mitch. Well, we, I adopted the name of Mitch. Uh, yeah, I had it thrust upon me. Yeah, I know you're trying. You've been trying to shed that. I have not. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> um, actually, on the subject of Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is very vocal on Twitter about supporting the podcast just in general. So yeah. just a big thanks to her. As yeah, well. thank just you. That. That's pretty sound. Uh, speaking of people calling back to old episodes, uh, obviously last week, Friday the 13th was last week, yeah. and uh, Darren Gaskell took a sec on Twitter to say, why not go back to where Strong Violent PC all started and laugh your ass off as Andy makes stuff and watch Friends Mitch get to grips with the black sheep of the Friday the 13th franchise. Referring, of course, to our first ever episode where Andy made a compelling case in defense of Friday the 13th Part 5. I would actually go so far as to say that the real true black sheep of the franchise is Jason Goes to Hell. Wow, okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let that stew. I think um, that we, yeah, we'll open that I'll, up to I'll await the inevitable torrent of abuse that comes off the back of that. Oh, but uh, yeah, I would say that the real black sheep is Jason Goes to Hell. Strong, okay. Yep. Yeah. We had uh, Chris Angel, he got in touch, completely off topic, um, to remind us that John Carpenter is coming to play at Glasgow Barrowland on uh, Friday, October 19th. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I much appreciate the shout, Chris. Thank you. I unfortunately won't make it. I am going to be... Nor will I. Yeah. I will be Will you will be. Cellular Screams. Yes. Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll be a great night. You've seen him before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, two years ago in Manchester. Cool. Um, I went down with a couple of friends and yeah, we had a smashing night. Good stuff. Uh, a quick shout from uh, film fan Stevie, who again has been super vocal this week. Um, just kind of giving us some shout-outs and supporting things, which we very much appreciate. He had his Friday morning figured out last week. A cup of coffee at Cars in Soho while listening to the latest episode of Strong Violent PC. Good man. Sounds like a good start to the day. Uh, yeah, complete with um, um, a little Agent Dale Cooper gif as well. All right, okay. Which is highly appropriate. Lovely. The only other thing I've really got that I want to talk about just now is kind of in relation to this week's episode. Do you have anything else? I do, so we'll hang back just a sec. Yep. Um, and, but I do have one more, and uh, it's from Alora Doby. Uh, getting in touch on Twitter. That's at Moving Toy Shop on Twitter. So uh, listen, uh, listen to Strong Violent PC yesterday. Really entertaining, and it got me to watch Twenty Eight Days Later, which I'd always been meaning to watch but never got round to. Now I like what's going on with a lot of people. Why has no one seen this film? Like, well, it's, it's, good, it's, it's good that people are joining in though. Hashtag Mitch Watches One Hundred. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Fuck just, you! It's happening. Just drop it, Mitch. <laughs> just drop it. I refuse. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, thanks, Laura. And yeah, good to know that I'm not the only person out there that hasn't seen Twenty Eight Days Later as well. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, so yeah, the tweet I've got here uh, was coming off the back of a, something that I tweeted in regards to this week's episode. Right. You had gone on to your, I think it was on your personal Twitter. 
um, saying that you had the, that we had locked and I guess that you were particularly happy about. Yep. And then I just thought I would mention with this week, looming large. Yeah. That I do not like the film that we are doing this week. Okay. I do not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it when I first saw it, and I have seen it one other time since, mm-hmm. and I don't imagine my opinion is going to have changed dramatically in the intervening years. Okay. Um, but yeah, Barry Delgano at Delgano Barry got back in touch saying, there's no a detention too, is there? Um, no, thank fuck. Well, my answer to that is if only. <laughs> and this is where we're at cross-purposes, Mitch. Yeah, I was going to say, and this, is, and this is where we just have to put a pin in the detention yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on that subject though, uh, let's take a look at this week because we've got a real good one coming up again. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, certainly in terms of guest. Uh, yeah. I guess you know her best as the director of Imitation Girl. Yeah, which we've mentioned on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a vocal fan of that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are as well, right? You like yeah, 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 loved it. Uh, so yeah, Imitation Girl director Natasha Kermani joins us this week. Uh, yes, indeed. And well, what's uh, she going for? Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Dina Meyer. Right. Ice T. Yes. Uh, Henry Rollins. Excellent. And mid-90s, Keanu Reeves. Inevitably. Yeah, yeah. It's Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, man. Inevitably. Yeah. It's a, it's a first watch for me. Uh, you are not into this film. No. And uh, we are being joined by Natasha Kermani. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, that is great. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, quick word before we go. Uh, something else that we've started doing that I don't want to forget to do mm-hmm. is um, I want to take a minute to talk about another podcast. Yeah, do that. Um, so uh, last week we had Evolution of Horror, right? Yeah, we um, talked about the Evolution of Horror. So um, I am a fan of... Uh, it's a little bit different, but it's still on the horror thing. I am a long-time listener to the No Sleep podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, which, if you're not familiar, is basically kind of like um, a horror anthology show almost. Hosted by David Cummings, who is, I think, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it, it took its origins, I believe, from... Uh, Creepypastas. Uh, the no sleep section of Reddit. Oh, was it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that they, they now take submissions from writers and things like that. But basically, it's uh, fully produced horror audio dramas. And they're great, I think. Uh, generally, I think they're great. Obviously, with this kind of thing, stories don't always land because sometimes it'll just be something that's not for you. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I think like the the actual quality of it is absolutely sky high. And uh, like the composer, Brandon Boone, does unbelievable stuff. If you listen to it for long enough as well, like you start to develop the kind of like favourite voice actors and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like David Alt, Jessica McAvoy and stuff like that. Unbelievable like spectrum of talent in there. And uh, a lot of the time, the couple of times recently, so, like the last couple of, in the last couple of episodes, there's been a couple of stories that have really got me. I was listening to one the other day that really, uh, it was going back a while though, I wish I'd prepared for this. I wish I knew this was the one you were going to talk about and I would have maybe have pulled out the episode. But there was one that very much spoke to me and the kind of films I like and the kind of films I make. Okay. And I found it deeply, deeply troubling. Deeply oh, really? Unsettling. Do you remember what the story was? Uh, it was one about uh, a kind of dentist uh, and his teeth were like rubbery and hairy. Oh, that Isabel. Oh, it was fucking horrible, man. Um, it really freaked me out. See, in terms of like no sleep stories that properly shat me up, um, <laughs> season five, episode four, I think... There's a there's a story in there called the Mummer Man. Right. It's quite a famous one. I think that like in that in those circles, it's kind of quite notorious. It's like, but it's um it's entirely performed by Peter Lewis, who I think is just like an unbelievably good voice actor. But like um it's about um this book club that meet in someone's house and basically he brings an old book to it and they read an invocation and it unleashes this beast. But it's not like a monster piece at all. It just ends up being this really dark, horrible thing about them being stuck in the house. 
at the kind of behest of this monster, it's horrible. <laughs> like I like I can't recommend it enough. It's it's absolutely horrifying. Like the first time I like it's it's been ages since I you know when you watch something or you hear something and it kind of freaks you out and you wake up in the morning still thinking about it. Yeah. I did that for like four days after I listened to the morning. I think what I've found with the no sleep podcast is it. It's just ten times more effective when you've got headphones on. Oh, it really is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so much more effective. Like, with, you you, you kind of you can't really flee it at that point. You can't like go into another room and get a glass of water while it's just playing in the background. Just stop. Yeah, there's yeah. no escape. Yeah, no. Yeah, I completely agree. Actually, yeah, yeah, strong. Yeah. No, that's so. That's my recommendation this week. If if you if you like horror fiction, um, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's great. Yeah. There you go. No sleep podcast. So I guess that's just about it, but don't forget, join us Friday, 8am BST, when Imitation Girl director Natasha Kermani joins us to talk Johnny Mnemonic. God. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that. Like, just purely because, I one, I want to watch it, so I want to know what side of the line I'm on. Yeah. And two, it's been ages since we've had one that I think that there's been a potential for proper disagreement. Yeah, and I really can't see how I'm going to be persuaded to come down on the other side of this one. So, uh, we'll see. So, uh, be, uh, be sure to join us Friday and see uh, if Natasha can talk Andy around. In the meantime, you can get in touch in all sorts of different ways. Facebook and Instagram, we are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us at StrongViolentPC and you can also email StrongLanguageViolentScenes at gmail.com. And if you find yourself with some spare coin, by all means, uh, chuck it over to that same uh, email address via PayPal. And uh, we will put it to good use to grow the show. Yeah, I promise. I promise I won't spend it on wine. Andy, where can people listen? Yeah, well, you can listen on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Lovely. And uh, don't forget, if you are listening on iTunes, uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you could give us a wee rate and review. Yes, please. So we'll be back on Friday. Join us then if you can. And in the meantime, don't forget that it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain, production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes and Podbean.